want to give me a jump? Just judge me. I didn't see you there. Oh. <laughs> Were you eavesdropping? How rude. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> this dick. What are you doing here? <laughs> this is really how we're going to start the show from here on out. I'm, this I is don't, really how it works. I don't really like it that much. <laughs> we experimented. I'm not sure if it's a great idea. Um, it's made me sick. I'm, yeah, Do you want to play the music? Would that make you feel better? It might make me feel better. I don't have the music. I have new <laughs> like dubstep music, though. Yeah, I heard that music. That I now edit into the front of this pod. Nick, did you get a chance to listen to last week's episode? I've. I, how do you listen uh, to our episodes? Well, you get this thing called a an RSS feed, right? Okay. And you put the RSS feed into your iTunes account, and then you plug your iPod Nano into the iTunes account every so often, so a new episode in MP3 format gets put onto your uh, device. Oh, wow. But what if you're like me and you have an Android? <laughs> well, Nick... <laughs> <laughs> May I recommend the Zune player? <laughs> did Zune have a catchphrase? Uh, no, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I didn't did. hear. I didn't hear the music. It's just uh, iPod, but uh, more uh, oh, Zuni. The, the Zune, yeah. No, I remember the Zune. Yeah, back in the day, those were those were hot. What the, f- what the hell is Zune? <laughs> Zune was the MP3 player that that never made it. Oh, it was it just never first... made it home. I would Ugh. say it was the first one that came on the market specifically attempting to compete with Apple. Oh, I see. I and see. Uh, it's sort of it's sort of like um, it sort of felt like a libertarian candidate running for president. <laughs> yeah, Aww. third party. Right. Yeah, right, right. Cute, That's kind of what it felt like. Like it made a solid, you know, it gave yeah. the old college try. Oh, cute little Zoom. Good for you for trying. Yeah, it was one yeah. of those things. Uh, Zune, I guess they tried rebranding as a social media network in the oh, early 2010s. Okay. Welcome to the social was the, the tagline there. Oh, no. Um, now music the way it wants gadgets. to be. <laughs> yeah. Are they really? <laughs> no, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I would buy it. They were a Microsoft company. That was Microsoft's MP3 player. Um, and I uh, guess you I used the Xbox store. Oh, God. Um, or you could use the Windows Media Center, apparently. Oh, okay. To sync up your Zoom. Man, everybody loves the Windows Media Center. Yeah, the Windows family of products. Or I never heard <laughs> it really. Never heard anything bad about you know Microsoft in the past twenty years. You know. No, especially their not. their their CEO. Oh yeah, all great things. Not a bad word yeah. about that guy all ever. Good, all good things over there at Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft is run by ants. I particularly like Microsoft, I, I mean, of their entire suite of products, which I, I would consider myself a fan of. I think Wizard Pinball or Space Cadet Pinball might be my favorite. Specifically Space Cadet Pinball? Yeah, remember that? Remember think, that game? Was that, was that the pinball game that you could just type <sighs> in the cheat code and then you could just drag the ball around um, with your mouse? News to me. Where were you in 2008? 
Oh, dude, we used to play that. We would put in the cheat code, and it was for the it was uh, for developers to test it out. But uh-huh. you could just drag the ball around wherever you wanted, wherever your mouth was. The ball was. Nico, and you, you just you just you just shake the mouth around. And just get billions of points. It was the best. Nico, are you aware that for many a PC games, you can input a lot of fun cheat codes? Um, I used to have this thing for my Nintendo DS called the Action Replay. Did you guys have one of those shits? I did have a DS, yeah. But did you have this thing called the action replay? Do I you did. know what the action replay is? Was it kind of like a Game Shark, right? One of those? I don't know what a Game Shark is, but I know that was what an for action Game Boy. replay is. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's the same thing. So, so you, there was this You plug company. your game into the thing, and then you right. plug the thing into your system. Correct. So it was right. it was uh, right. It was like a dock, a docking system that you that you put your cartridges into. And it's like a condom, Adam. Oh, I see. Right. Um, and <laughs> wait a that's second. Why he never, that's why he's never used it. Nico. That's why I <laughs> was unfamiliar with how. Oh it God. Um, but I, 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 I do unprotected gaming. Um, <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> no way, don't we all? Don't we all? Uh, so it would allow you to cheat at the games. So you would just plug it in, and, and I guess this device would hack into your game, and you would put codes into it. And it was for new releases, and it would just allow you to like cheat and you know do things in the game that the rules would not allow and things. Mm. Um, kind of a pointless device. Don't know why I had it. Don't know why it was such the rage back in the day. But uh, I remember they used to have those books too. Remember uh, when you would go to like the 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 elementary school book fairs, and they would have a book of video game cheat codes. Oh yeah, remember yeah. those things. <clears throat> I miss those days, dude. And you'd, you'd bring them home and you'd sit with your friends and you would cheat at a game. That's yeah. what you would do. They would give you codes to cheat. It was great. One of the best things. I feel that, like. Sorry. No, I was going to say one of the best discoveries ever was um, playing through Grand Theft Auto 4 and discovering mm. that you can turn off gravity. And mm-hmm. holy shit, is that fun? Yeah. Just watching people fly up in the air like fucking rag dolls and cars doing the same thing and then hitting the people in the air. It was just, God, it was funny. Yeah, so little of our love of gaming. I shouldn't speak for the gaming community because I'm not really one of them. But I think when I was a kid, the fun was not achieving the tasks. The fun was seeing how far you can push the limits of the game. Because I think that's what you're trying to do as a kid always. You're trying to push the boundaries of life. And that's mm. kind of what that was like. I need to, we need to, Nick and I need to introduce you to a game called uh, The Stanley Parable, which is all about that. Okay. Where often your point is to kind of break the game and the game is aware that you're trying to break the game and boy is it fascinating nico you would love it mm. yeah there's only two characters yep. you which is a nameless faceless well you're not nameless you i guess nameless. you do have a name but like you never see the character right like no you don't and then um the other character is narrator <laughs> who just narrates what you're doing yes <laughs> and Sometimes you and narrator are at odds. <laughs> so, so Nico, there's a point. The game starts very linearly and, you know, you're just going down a series of hallways. And then finally you come to one room uh, with two doors in front of you, one to the left, one to the right. And then the narrator says, when Stanley came to a room of uh, uh, to a room with a set of two open doors, he went to the room on his left. Both doors are open. Mm. And so you as a kid would have gone to the room on the right. Yes, obviously. You yes. can go to the room on the left if you want to. Right. But you don't have to. 
it's it's a game you replay it like a thousand times yeah. and every time new things happen basically <laughs> it's really that's that's the whole idea and it's just this sounds really it, fun i had it no, it's actually it's it is it's really genuinely fun. very good i had an instance where i was like and then stanley went through the atrium and he stopped there to get a drink and then he went off and i'm like i'm just gonna sit here mm. <laughs> and see what happens and then Do the narrator just kept talking like you realize you're not progressing anything forward you got to go through that door mm. <laughs> It was great. Oh, Adam, the broom closet. Oh, yes. I love the broom closet. No, yo, Nick, you ever tried, uh, uh, there, there's this, there's this, maybe I shouldn't say it so Nico can discover it, but yeah, there's a way yeah. where you can like, quote unquote, clip through the map that seems like you beat it. And then the narrator's just like, so yeah, Stanley thought that he had broken the game, but then he realized that this was intentional all along. And it, that, it's this big, interesting commentary on game design. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? This is so dope. Yeah. It's yeah. great. What's this thing called again? The Stanley Parable. Okay. The Stanley Parable. Yeah, they they just released like a definitive edition with like bonus content. Mm. So maybe yeah. when I get Check into Twitch streaming, I'll I'll play that game. <laughs> do, do, in order to get into gaming, do you need to also be attached to Twitch streaming? Uh, in order to get into gaming, yes, it needs to be used for content. That's it. I don't get into anything in my life anymore without uh, content attached to that it. That is in some way. so sad. Yeah. No, I mean, I need to be putting something out into the world if I'm going to throw away my life like that. Oh, know? wow. Yeah. Wow. That's awful. Throw away your life. <laughs> <laughs> he says as he puts in three parlays for the set. Yeah, I was going to say, Mr. Gambler, you fucking idiot. Um, speaking of uh, late 2000s gaming, how about that segue, Nick? Pretty good. Uh yeah, so like uh oh, fuck I don't I don't have my my um my diving rating signs but well, seven point five okay yeah the paddles <laughs> yeah yeah are we talking about your fantasy right now uh no we're talking about uh crank two why why aren't we talking about our draft colon hi, high voltage oh oh the oh. green draft oh shoot we gotta draft. talk about the green draft. Okay, yeah. Based on the way we're doing this today, we we I guess we kind of have to decide right now, right? Oh, we kind of do. Okay, so just to pull back the curtain a bit, like the Wizard of Oz. <clears throat> uh, Adam is sick because he he had I don't know laryngitis or some shit. Yes. Um, and he drank battery acid or something, mm-hmm. and <laughs> he's gonna be sick next week too. <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> because we're recording these shows back to back. <laughs> Why is Adam still sick? So just know that. Um, and it's going to throw off our timing. A bit. Can you imagine? It's just like, we've recorded so many episodes that people just think Adam's sick for like a month straight. They're just, they're worried, sending him cards. Why does your sickness sound exactly the same? Just not getting any better. No improvement. No, zero improvement, yes. Uh, so let's settle this real quick then. Okay. I would say this is a shocking result. Yeah, yeah. I'm stunned by this result. Yeah, take that, Nico. Uh, we have a <laughs> we have a, a two way tie for first place. There's only three competitors, and I am not one of those two. So uh-huh. he's uh, finally in last place, people. I am in last place. <laughs> My roster of Yoda, the Grinch, Oscar the Grouch, Mike Wazowski, and Gumby. Not enough here. Momentum for Team Adam, who yes. had Kermit the Frog, Doom Guy, Green Man, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Gamora. Um, I, I guess you got a bump because there were no Star Wars characters. 
and I drafted the Ninja Turtles. You you did. However, there was some controversy about that. Which Ninja Turtle were you referring to? Yes. Uh, you said that Michelangelo would have been your preference had a gun been pointed to your head. However, there was some uh, love for Donatello expressed in the chat. And Wrath. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm not really sure how you pulled this off, but the anti-Star Wars vote, I guess, is carrying the day for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Nick, your team of the Incredible Hulk, Grogu, Shrek, Luigi, and Miss Green Eminem is also good enough for first place. Look at that. How do you feel, Nika? Um, I feel like we need a new Discord. <laughs> and I feel like maybe we need to spice up this electorate a bit because I'm not a fan of what they've been doing lately. Yeah. Yeah. You don't trust their judgment? Here? I don't. No. I don't. Maybe we need to consider like a voting age. Oh, I see. You know, maybe we need to oh, include sure. some. Raise the voting age? Yeah. Can we put in some guardrails against voter fraud maybe too? I mean, that might. There's uh, no voter fraud going on here. Uh, just make sure these people have addresses i did put up they're not bots i had to defend my teenage mutant ninja turtles pick pretty hard but i think i did so pretty well Mm. i i i was you know i i I could have totally fucked it up i even said when my preferred uh, ninja turtle was mikey that almost didn't go over well i think it was katie said okay you have one more chance uh convince me that i should vote for you on the basis of the ninja turtles and i was able to do so so i campaigned and i did okay so I guess I have to break the tie, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, well how like, do you do that? <clears throat> I feel like I'm, I am shocked by yours, Adam. I am shocked. <laughs> I think Mora was probably the worst pick I've ever seen. I mean, don't sleep on Doom Guy and Green Man. Doom Guy's a great pick. Yeah, Doom, I'd say Doom Guy's actually a better pick than Green Man. <laughs> yeah, Green Man is another yeah. weird one. Yeah. Um, I mean, Doom Kermit, guy, I, maybe, I think it's very possible I underestimated the amount of people who like Doom. Doom is good, guys. What do you want? Doom's, Doom's fucking good. But I'm also, nobody <laughs> said anything about it, so no. I, I don't know if that was really a deciding factor. And I don't want to hear this shit about, like, you know, you got all four Ninja Turtles. And I'm like, guys, y- you could have voted for them, too, and I wouldn't have complained. Listen. No, 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 that's fine. Yes. That's fine. No, we put it on the list. Okay. We, we allowed it. And, you know, we get what we deserve there. Um, we all get what we deserve. <laughs> uh, there was a site in, like, 2007, 2008 called VoteForTheWorst.com. Oh, no. And it was a blog devoted to um, getting the worst American Idol contestants as far along in the season as possible. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so, famously, in season seven... I'm sorry, season six of the show, there was a young man by the name of Sanjaya mm. who had somehow... Uh, I remember him. ...snuck I remember. his way into the live shows. He got through the audition phase and the Hollywood phase and um, this this site of trolls. I mean, we didn't really have a word for it in 2007, but it, they were trolls, uh, conspired to get Sanjaya as far along in the competition as they could and succeeded, I think, getting him all the way to the top seven. Um, and I feel like there's a similar thing happening in our Discord right now. It's but kinda, are you saying that like they're not voting with integrity? Um, I disagree with that. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying integrity is maybe not the strength of the of the members of our Discord. That's all. Maybe what we should do is we should have them. We should have our Discord name a boat for us. And if the outcome is Bodie McBoatface, then we have a good <laughs> baseline. What? <laughs> what? 
Uh, I'm breaking the tie and voting for Nick. Congratulations, Nick. Why are you breaking the tie that way? Because. Why? I'm not voting for Doom Guy. I don't know who Doom Guy is. Is that how we did it in the past? Yes. Congrats, Nick. The amount of times, Adam, that I have. I know, I know. No more discussion. I have decided. Oh. Pound the gavel. I have often, in the last moment, switched my vote to you to... To break yes. a tie, Adam. Oh, wow. oh, you know what, Nick? You know what? That's right. You have done that, haven't you? That's true. I have. Fuck off. Adam wins. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> he has screwed you over a few times. I think Adam does it too. <laughs> I was like, what's this? What's going on here? Can I give neither of you the win? It's like, I don't deserve wow. this. This whole, this, whole, this whole conversation about integrity. Of the vote, and then he just switches his vote on a dime like that. Is there a way wow. to, to rig this where neither of you win? No, okay. you lost. <laughs> Don't pick Gumby. Yes, <laughs> I'm Gumby. Damn it! The people have spoken, Nico, and my right. list is better than yours. <laughs> Democracy. We're never. Yes. We're never doing a green draft again. That was, <laughs> that was the. Possibly. Right, because next we're doing a blue draft. That's right. God yeah, damn blue it. People. <laughs> blue people. <laughs> Dude, the blue man group is uh, the most obvious number one pick of all time. Oh, my God. The Navi. Those are like the oh god the Navi the Navi yeah Navi are back dude I would also point to the the Aqua Cookie people. Monster oh ooh Cookie Monster yes hell yeah the oh, um, shit are we doing this <laughs> <laughs> what was I gonna say um the uh the 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 new blue people in Black Panther two there's blue people in that oh there's blue people oh boy uh not a good movie but yeah interesting yeah I mean there's I'm sure a lot of whales <clears throat> and sharks. If There's from, some from cartoons that would be blue. There, um, right? I Shark don't know. Boy. Uh, how about uh, Paul Giamatti from uh, what's that movie? Oh, Big Fat Liar. Big Fat Liar. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's a blue dude. He's yeah. blue in that. Amanda thinking, Bynes and uh, that movie. Isn't she? Isn't that the same movie? Yeah, no, no. no that's a, yeah. I'm just. Oh, I'm she's saying, also blue in that. Is it Amanda Bynes and uh, what's his name? Is uh, it Frankie Muniz? It's Frankie Muniz. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, a lot of blue zombies in early Romero films. A lot of blue zombies. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of blue zombies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, blue Squirtle. <laughs> Squirtle. Squirtle, yeah. yeah. Of course. Of course. I mean, Bugs Bunny's kind of blue. That, okay. That, that that would lose that would not work. you votes for sure. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Um, I always think back to that part in Borat where the guy's like, what color is your suit? Gray. And I'm gray. I'd call it blue, but no, it's gray. <laughs> They're just going back and forth on nothing but the color of his suit. <laughs> okay. Back uh, to the topic at hand. Uh, video games from 2008, 2009. I, I, I find it kind of appropriate that we're talking about Crank 2 today. High Voltage is the subtitle. For Crank's Giving 2, we should say. Mm. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I was waiting for it. Just the worst. I, I needed that in my life again. It's our Thanksgiving tradition. Um, and this is a movie that I feel like is definitely of its time. <laughs> and that time being 2009, a time that we were leaving middle school, entering high school, entering a new phase of our adolescence, right? I guess so. I don't know, man. This movie's pretty timeless to me. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> like Gone with the Wind, you know, I, just yeah. like a movie that never ages. I might almost yeah, no, agree I, with that. I'm not. I'm not sure this style fits into any one specific time period. So it's very just what it is. It is what it's very unique in that way. There were a bunch of reviews that I saw that referred to it as um, a movie from the ADD generation, and um, I mean, I guess we're still kind of living in that generation, sure. but. It, I don't know. I don't feel like you could make this movie today <laughs> at all. Um, well, this movie would be a TikTok series today. Probably. <laughs> Which makes me wonder, by the way, where the hell is Crank 3? It's time. Yeah, they keep it teasing. It is time. It's time. It, they, they do keep kind of mentioning, like every couple of years you hear them pop up and be like, maybe. Right. <laughs> People love and these Statham's movies. Statham's always just like, eh, sure. Statham's game. Oh yeah, he doesn't care. Like you give him a, jo- he'll do any fucking movie. He doesn't care. Right. Statham does not turn away roles. I do worry that now he he's kind of he's he's too tied to the Fast and Furious franchise, and he, like you know he just did the Meg or whatever. Like I feel like he's playing it kind of straight because he's a he's a major box office draw now. That's so weird. And I I well, wonder if he would do something as he he gross was in the Transporter Frank. series. Yeah, that was a while ago. When Crank though. came out. Yeah, I no, feel like, like he's kind of graduated, though, onto something a tra- little more family-friendly and Disney-approved. Trans- the Transporter movies are still pretty, like, accessible little action films, though, for yeah. the most part. They're not They're not uh, down in the gutter like this movie is. Yes. <laughs> and the word I would use to describe this movie, tasteful. Mm, tasteful? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, A maybe. tasteful Thanksgiving film. I, w- I would say so. It's flavorful. That's that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> full of flavor. <laughs> you know, how, like the Wild Bunch is like credited with killing the Western. I I feel like this movie killed whatever this subgenre was. What is this subgenre of like dude bro, um, uh, racist, sexist, uh, um, uh, music video style action film? Mm. I don't. I haven't seen many of these though. You know, like this to me is something, well, I was friends with Nick at the time, so there we go. This is something that my friends as a kid adored because it was totally irreverent like we were talking about before. Like when you're a kid, all you want to do is break the game. You don't want to beat the game. And I feel like uh, this is a movie that has kind of an admirable level of irreverence towards a genre and is actively trying to offend you and push the boundaries of the medium. And I almost... I don't think you can go anywhere from here. And I don't think there's been a movie like Crank 2 since Crank 2. Probably I not. think yeah. the closest, to me at least, I think I feel like movies like Hardcore Henry are kind of very similar uh-huh. to this. But like they're all gimmicky. They're all kind of a one-time deal. Right. Movies that have been similar to this. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not sure. Does I mean... The, the gimmick in Hardcore Henry is kind of interesting, but I'm not sure it's as cinematically, if I even want to say that word, cinematically creative as Crank. Yes, which is a better movie. It's a lot better. Um, uh, I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I don't know what I was expecting. I mean, I really enjoyed that first movie. I, something about me thought that this was somehow like similar spirit, but different in vibe. No. <laughs> oh no same no vibe. no 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 same thing same exact thing <laughs> i mean it does it is it is successful as a sequel where it takes yeah. the original conceit and blows it up and and uses the bigger budget that they're granted and um yeah i mean again pushes the art form 
if you want to call it that. I mean, it is an art form, but it pushes whatever genre this is as far as it can possibly go. And I would say actually goes a little bit further and bursts the whole bubble. And I, I don't I again, I, I I don't think there was any way out of this era other than through. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm still not sure what that era is. Like, I, I this can't. Movie, listen, I don't when we know. were kids. <clears throat> everyone gives kids shit now for like being like trolls online or whatever. Oh, yeah. We were horrible. <laughs> like our generation born between like 93 and 98. When we were teenagers, we were dicks. Like we were, like we were vulgar. The comedians that we embraced mm. were really raunchy and and kind of gross. Um, the video games that we embraced, particularly like Grand Theft Auto, um, were nothing but you know torture porn and 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 hardcore <laughs> violence. Um, the yeah. horror movies, you know, it was around the time that the Saw There's movies, Saw. yeah, yep. yeah, that's true. Um, this was yeah. This was Dane Cook, end of the Bush administration. Yeah, that's true. Right, just fuck There's, everything. I, I was I was gonna emo say, was really big. You know, goth yeah. stuff. Yeah. I I don't I haven't maybe ever seen a movie where the anything goes attitude is so true. Mm. Uh, there there really is a sense like this this action scene is not just gonna be a guy holding a gun up to his head and threatening him. No, he's gonna. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he shoved it up his ass. Oh, oh, he is. Oh, he is shoving it up his ass. Yeah. Ah. Right. Okay. Yes. It's like um, that. It's like that. Yeah. There's <laughs> for the, a, there's for the a, whole movie. There's this, and also like visually too. Like there's a scene of uh, Jason Statham fighting a guy in an electrical. What do you call those things? An electrical jungle, an electrical park, and it's an homage to Godzilla. And they, yeah, they become like two. Oh, that's Godzilla the best. <laughs> that was the that's funniest. The fucking shit. best, dude. Uh, subtitles are used creatively there are um you know visual cues like when a person gets an idea a literal light bulb uh, pops up um no a literal like stock image fucking piece right. of shit like clip art yeah that you'd find like free in powerpoint of yeah. a light bulb right <laughs> yeah the whole really bad looking <laughs> it's it's very 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 rare that you can make jank like charming because it usually takes people out of the movie, but it's actually part of the fun of this movie mm-hmm. yes. and built into the the creative DNA of every little stupid but awesome thing that happens. Hmm. And yeah, it's just it's just the best. <laughs> what, I, what I love about these movies, too, is it's every little detail. They find a way to pun intended crank it up to 11. Every little <laughs> detail that is um, like the plot demands at one point that there is a protest outside. Right. But they can't just have it be any protest. Like right. it has it's to be PETA. this protest. Right. Yes. Right. It's that type those types of details that they consistently add to these movies uh just make it so fucking good. <laughs> I will I'll tell you what though, um I love these movies. That oh <laughs> yeah. So fun. Yeah. They're so fun, dude. Like I've seen a, a lot of movies in the past like two weeks and this is probably the best one. <laughs> Including Tar. Oh, stop uh, it. <laughs> Tar's very good. It's not better than Tar. It might be better than Tar. <laughs> it, it, I will say it is. I think it wow. is better than the original. I think. It, uh, yeah. It think, succeeds at ratcheting up the stakes and uh, has a lot more fun. And, um, however, I I never want to see a movie like this ever again. Oh my god! Like I, I feel like th- <laughs> this is enough for a lifetime. I want to leave this in my past now. I mean, I wasn't one of those kids that embraced this aesthetic. Like, I wasn't allowed to play 
um, you know, mature video games. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch gory horror movies. You were forced to not appreciate it. <laughs> you know, I was watching Jerry Seinfeld. I wasn't watching, uh, you know, uh, Carlos Jerry Springer or whatever. Yeah. Or Jerry Springer. <laughs> I, I do think that gives you a little bit of a bias, though, sometimes, Nico. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I wasn't. Yeah, I, I, I look back at the kids that I grew up with, like you two fuckers. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. No, you like you like safety. Yeah, I do. I think yeah. I did then. Yeah, yeah I like, mean, I wasn't I wasn't the kind of kid that embraced um, uh, this yeah. this vibe. Um, I think I think when push comes to shove, you'll take the movie that's the easiest to watch over the one that's a little edgy. Yeah, I, this one's weird though. Like, yes, yeah, it is. You have to kind of you have to respect how distasteful they are. You know, because like it, it's almost like they were they were given this assignment in the mid two thousands. Right, you made this original movie and it was kind of irreverent. And you two are music video directors, and you're bringing that music video style um, that you used on you know a lot of like rock bands of that era. Um, and you've been given this mandate by your audience, which is we like that, but can you go further? Mm. Um, and they kind of lay down a challenge for the audience. Like it is a it is a challenging movie in that way, which is like all right. Uh, here's a, a graphic sex scene at a racetrack, you know, uh, here is a, a, a woman's boob getting shot off at a strip club and silicone, uh, gushing out of it, uh, because yep. they're artificial. Um, physics. Can we talk about physics for a second? Yeah. No. Uh, no <laughs> oh yeah. Point. Because, because there is, because there are no physics. <laughs> uh, here is every I mean, single <laughs> racist trope we can possibly shove in to a 2000s crime movie. Without getting banned by the MPAA, like it, it's really going for it, mm-hmm. um, and you just gotta you gotta respect that they're giving the audience what they want, and the audience is like, oh wait a minute, really? <laughs> like this far? We're going this far? Yeah. And However, I, this movie did make money, so that might be like a sad indictment of the times too. It kind of reminds me uh, the the <laughs> level of no chill, not so much to uh, the story telling i guess but maybe in some of the action scenes it kind of reminds me of like an everything everywhere all at once except a little more distasteful obviously Mm. but even those guys when you look at because those guys are music video directors too and uh when you look at the stuff that they've made especially turned down for what it's like what is going on Mm -hmm. where like everyone's boobs are like hitting each other and shit like that and it doesn't make any sense and there's kind of like a similar level of like surreal creativity going on with the action and the behavior of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's kind of a carryover. This one felt a lot like uh, a horror movie I just watched called Terrifier 2. Mm. Um, uh, not so much, again, with the visual style, but certainly with the violence, uh, <laughs> where it's just like, how can I make this as horrible as humanly possible? Like, what could we do? Do we put the knife here? It's like, no, 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 no. We'll skin a person and then literally rub salt in their wounds. <laughs> that happens in that movie. <laughs> there's some like, wow. Takashi Miike violence in this. Like yeah. there's, there's an idea right out of itchy, the killer, mm. uh, involving a nipple and an actually involving two nipples and a knife. Um, yeah, I, I looked away. Yeah. I distinctly was like, ah. there's a thing with elbows. Oh, yeah. the elbow. <clears throat> the elbow getting sliced off is something I've never seen in a movie before. Like a cucumber. It's just like right. a perfect little... I mean, it's a great idea, but it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's it's horror movie shit. You wouldn't um, think of it, yeah. 
you know, there is lots of genital mutilation. Uh, you know, a, a person's uh, genitals are are beat with with the blunt end of a. But the the, the silicone out of the booze, like it's like honey or something. Coming. Right. It's just so gross. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then, of course, the anal rape with the shotgun. Mm. Uh, you know, just a fun time at the movies. Um, they didn't go far <laughs> enough. You should have pulled the trigger. You should have pulled the trigger. <laughs> Pull the trigger until it goes click. Click. <laughs> oh, boy. It's a lot, um, man. I don't know. Were you guys not watching this being like, wait a minute. Okay, Nico, I'm 27 yeah, I wonder years what this old. Says, I wonder what this says about me, but... <laughs> When you're listing verbally all of the things that happen in this movie, I'm going, yeah, wow, this is kind of fucked up, huh? But, like, it's just fucking, I gloss right over it, dude. Well, because it's funny. That's a, that's I was a, watching, I was also, I was watching stuff like this when I was, like, nine. Right. You I, know what I mean? Like, it's just been with me for so long. I don't know how to. Because <laughs> this, this is weird. Like, I didn't watch movie a movie quite like this when I was younger. I watched, like, a lot of movies that I should not have been watching, but they didn't have the attitude or the kind of irreverence that this one does um yeah I, I i don't know i think yeah crank was the first first thing i, I you know i'd saw it and i'm like yeah that's totally original to me i haven't seen anything quite like that hmm. um and it was very interesting uh and i kind of had a similar experience here um yeah i i don't you know, i don't really feel bad about it's rare that i feel bad about watching a movie nowadays anymore i guess the last last time i felt that was actually one of the fast and furious movies mm. it's like too stupid for me uh, but, but this you. is one but this was one where i was like oh uh this is a delight <laughs> i don't care this is so charming and stupid and funny i think that's the thing though it's hilarious i think that's the uh the thing that kind of saves it yeah it kind of just it crosses um it crosses the Rubicon there, I think. Like it, it, it definitely it goes so far that it comes back around to kind of being charming. Yeah, it's like, like, like the sec- it's, it's the sex it's scene clearly, in the racetrack is just. Oh like, yeah, I mean it's pornography. Well, it's not really pornography. It is, I, I mean, it this is a pornographic movie. I'm not not just because there were actual porn stars featured in it, but like. I didn't know. Are you? That's not a pornographic scene. You wouldn't say that, Nick. Would no. you describe it as pornographic? I don't know. Apparently, they actually filmed that scene at a racetrack. Oh, I believe it. With like bystanders. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was actually a crowd, and there were actually horses on the track. And uh, yeah, that. Was I mean, like, that's what it looked like. So yeah, I kind of assumed that was the case. Right. Uh, I mean, what? A, what a uh, day let me the, let me just be the, clear. This does not. This does not really look like a movie that is uh, engaging in a lot of Hollywood magic. Hmm. I just kind of imagine that what I see is what what I get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every time Jason Statham electrocutes himself. Mm-hmm. No, sure. Those yeah. elements. Yeah. Right. But like they're not building sets or using green screens in this movie. I was going to say this is kind of a low key good L.A. movie. Both of them. Yeah. Are. Yeah. yeah. Both of them are like they both I, I also have a vibe. I, I love when like when this when the scenes transition, right? When you when there's this particular scene where we transition following um the I can't remember any of the characters' names, but the uh the woman was walking and she gets arrested and then we transition to the other dude who like walked right by her. Um yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? You're talking so, about the main blonde woman, right? Yeah. Played by so, Amy Smart. Yeah, I don't know the character's Amy, name. Yeah, Amy Smart. She's walking into like this alleyway, and then all of a sudden, the um, we transition to Chev Chelios's like younger friend who's helping him out. That yeah, uh, with long the guy with long hair. <laughs> yes, the guy who has 
uh, what is it? Tourette's with physical Tourette's physical Tourette's. Yeah. yeah. Which is so like, God, it's just such a when guy. he walks into the middle of the street in that scene, it really like makes the city feel small. Yes. Ah, yeah. Good point. That's that's kind of the whole point. I was getting like that scene in particular had a real feel to it mm-hmm. where you feel like the city is small and it's like just this all of these people are just coming across each other all the time. And it just yeah. it's really sick. Yeah, th- really that, cool. That's a phrase in, in TV called Tiny Town, um, which is like um, often considered like a no, no when, when you're when you're writing, like, for example, a, a sitcom where, uh, you know, you walk downtown and there's, it's a town of 10,000. But, you know, there's only five people that you ever actually see. Yeah. Um, and it becomes that thing where you lose a sense of place. Conventional wisdom is that when. When you do stuff like that, when you take a little like storytelling shortcuts in order to get people in the same room together, um, it, it makes the place feel less real. But I think you're right, Nick. I think it's kind of the opposite effect because this movie is so over the top in the action and in actually what's happening on the screen um, that when these characters walk down the street and see each other, you're grounded in a physical place. You're grounded in a physical city, even if the action isn't grounded in that. Um, and I also think they just they shoot parts of L.A. that most modern L.A. action movies don't shoot. I kind of felt the same way about Michael Bay's Ambulance from this year, uh, which is a movie that I loved and Adam didn't really care for that much. But, didn't care for. Uh, yeah. But that uh, <laughs> a little more than didn't care for. It's one of the worst movies I've seen this year. I love that movie. But that's, um, you know, that that's a movie that just it, it is it is shot by someone that lives in L.A. and wants to you know give you a sense not of what the hollywood sign looks like or what the hollywood walk of fame looks like uh, yeah i was gonna but, say you don't see any of that in this yeah no but what like his daily commute looks like you know um and and that's yeah kind of a similar thing here um <laughs> this movie is, is like going in between the toes of la like the worst right. nasty you just you're, <laughs> exactly you're not <laughs> that's where crank exists <laughs> yeah in the gump in the middle of the in the toe jam right but it is somewhat compelling in a way yeah it's it's, it's super compelling oh. it, i don't know what that is but it does give it like a character that is unlike any other la film yeah it, it really is like like everything here just feels uh, like it's like it's trying to be real, but it's just not real in a good way. And I really love that. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like one of my favorite examples of that. I guess for me, like especially the doctor scenes, too. Mm. Which are just, well, Dwight Yoakam continues to just hit dinger after dinger after dinger out of the park. You don't. You he's, don't he's a lot less in this movie than the right, first one, uh, we should say. Yes. But the exposition scenes are just delightful when yeah. he's just this is what's gonna happen to you it's just he's so funny right it's one of the funniest things about the movie <laughs> and then you get the visualization like you like the um the science class instructional video of this yeah. is an artificial heart uh, that needs to be recharged from the outside uh nick do you just want to like go through the plot here because there's a lot of like, yeah no i want to i want to yeah i'd yeah. love to lay down where we're at so this movie picks up immediately following the first movie <laughs> And so just a little reminder for those of you who maybe haven't listened or haven't thought about it in a while. Um, last year we did Crank and it ends with him falling out of a helicopter, fighting his enemy in the sky, <laughs> landing on a car, bouncing off of the car and going up another 15 feet in the air, landing back on the asphalt, blood coming out of his face. Right. And then he blinks. 
motherfuckers still alive. (laughs) This movie picks up literally one and a half seconds later. Right. Where a van pulls up next to his body that fell like they knew exactly where he was going to fall. And this was pre-planned the whole time, which it wasn't. But they just don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And a bunch of guys get out and they scoop his body off the asphalt with a snow yeah. shovel. This is what I'm lo- this is what I'm talking about. It's these little details. They're like, they could have just picked him up, but they're like, no, it has to be a snow shovel <laughs> in LA. <laughs> it was great. Where the fuck are you gonna find a snow shovel in LA? It's <laughs> a fair point. I, just, I never thought about I lo- it that it's way. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> Not a big market for snow shovels in LA. Right. Um they they kidnap his body, they bring him, and he wakes up in a, uh, what appears to be like a backstreet Chinese yes. surgery room. <laughs> it's the best. Where they're removing, they're basically trying to remove his organs. They remove his heart and replace it with this glass fake heart. Mm-hmm. The most comically large, absurd looking glass heart. But these are some these are some nifty doctors just dropping scalpels into his open chest. Yes. (laughs) Like it's I also love like they don't like attach the heart. They just shove it in his (laughs) chest cavity. Like, (laughs) well, they take it out without like putting him on some sort of machine. He's still, he's still like awake. Right. He's like, Can you imagine yeah, being he's awake fully and conscious removed? during the whole thing? Right. <laughs> it's, it's so great. Uh, it's so great. Um. And so he watches his heart gets removed and he's like, oh, OK, and he falls back asleep. <laughs> and then he wakes up and he sees a chart where somebody says they're going to remove his dick. And that's what sets him off. He's like, right. no, I can't lose the dick. No, right. Don't need the heart. But right. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the constant references to him having a horse dong that just oh hangs like a third leg. <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie? Uh, that Catherine Heigl movie where like on the poster. Uh, what's that movie called? There's a poster where it's like, it's a rom-com and it's like, you know, women, their heart is in their chest, but men, the heart is on their penis. Is that what the tagline is? Well, no, it was like the art for the, ah, what was that movie called? That's some really well written. Uh, hey mom, look at this poster over here. For men, their heart is on their penis. The ugly truth. It was uh, Catherine Heigl and Gerard Butler. It was, you know, one of those awful Rob Cobbs from that era. But, you know, remember the poster? It was like, uh, oh, I see. You know, the ugly truth about men and women. Uh, You know, women have their heart up here. Men have their heart down here. And it's mm -hmm. Gerard Butler just covering his penis with a cut out heart. Classic. So that, that, in a way, Nick, is kind of the ugly truth of what crank is up to here or what's his name chev chev chevios chev chelios chev chelios yeah that's his he, biggest um, flaw is the biggest human flaw as a character is that i mean that's just the ugly truth about guys just, you know just it's just like the birds it, and the bees am it? i right <laughs> oh, <well>. <laughs> <laughs> women are from <laughs> venus men are from mars mars venus because <laughs> <laughs> they could also be from venus or from earth <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, that happens. So um, long and short of it here is that he's given a mechanical heart and the battery that powers the heart does not last very long at all. And he <laughs> needs to constantly inject himself with electrical stimulus in order to keep himself alive while he hunts down the man who has his heart. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, 
fucking delightful, dude. <laughs> yeah, what a premise. That's it's so so good, so good. So we this is where we start. It's very early in the film where we're introduced to the infamous car battery scene. Yes, oh, yeah. the jump start. Right. Yeah, he's like, hey, I need a jump, and uh, these guys help him out, and they get the clamps, and then he just puts one to his nipple and the other one to his tongue. Mm. And I love that, like, the guys don't re- – this is, again, like, the 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 reality of this movie is so different from actual reality. Mm. He does this, and the guys are not like, you know, oh, my God, dude, what are you doing? Or, oh, this is dangerous. He puts it on his tongue, and he goes – he goes, like, yeah, turn it up. And then the guy is sitting in the driver's seat, and he, like, nods, and then he starts <laughs> – <laughs> like, no, it's not how people just like, trust me. <laughs> All right, <laughs> all right, bro. <laughs> I don't judge whatever you're into, you know. <laughs> well, it's, it's it. It felt. It feels like a music video the way they film that in particular, yeah, yes, right? Yeah, totally I mean, does. The whole thing certainly feels like a music video of that era. You know, just it's they shoot the same shot from a million different angles that are slightly off. You know, like. I think that the the IMDb trivia said there was 300 hours of footage actually shot for this thing that was converted into a 90 minute movie. Um, that's impressive. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, but there's like you know um, a, a shot that's not e- it's not even a reverse shot. It, they'll just cut to you know the camera two feet to the left, you know, just to give that sort of janky. I mean, a Michael Bay esque style. I would say I mean, these guys are definitely heavily insta- inspired by Michael Bay's filmmaking style. Yeah, that would that would that would carry over. I'd yeah. love to see Michael Bay collaborate with these guys. Hell yeah, that'd be a hell of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I also love like another just small detail. He he goes to like talk to like presumably like a Mexican guy asking where like where can I find this dude, and he tells him, and then as he's walking away, the guy goes Buenos Nachos, white boy. <laughs> Okay, that is one it's, of it's one of those things. It's like it's so wrong, yes. and the person saying it should know it's wrong. Yes. So why is it here? That is one of many examples of overt racism uh, that this <laughs> movie so just dives into headfirst. Um, is that really like wildly racist though? Okay, there's one <laughs> quote. I'm not gonna quote the exact thing. I, I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about though. But there's a racial slur towards Asians mm. uh, dropped here with uh, oh, sure. not much care. Uh, when, when I think Jason Statham's like, did I drop any change, or did I just hear a uh, fill in the blank? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tough. Uh, There's also (laughs) an Asian character uh, who is she like? She's just like a tweaker, or what is she? Is she a prostitute? I'm not sure. Oh yeah, she's kind of. She's a stripper, right? Um, I'm not sure. She is. No, she wasn't from the strip club. I think she. I think yes. I think tweaker, prostitute. I think you're right. Oh, that's right. She's not. She's just hanging out at the at the meth uh, den. I think she's a prostitute. Yeah, that's right. Right. Uh, She's like uh, she takes to to Chev. Takes a I definitely him. was most uncomfortable with her character. Sure. By far. It's tough. Uh, she gets beat up quite a bit in this movie. Gets hit by a moving vehicle. Um, I, again, it's it's almost so over the top, though, you can't take it seriously, you know? Yeah. Like, it's almost so... <clears throat> like, they know, like, how characters like this have been treated in previous movies, you know? Like they they understand what this trope is, and so they're just taking to the extreme of like 
the audience clearly doesn't care about this person. So we're going to show you how far we can push it and how much violence we can inflict upon this woman. But I didn't really feel bad for her. This is the interesting thing is that she's sort of, she's almost always the butt of the joke in every scene that she's in. Yes. With the exception of maybe the ending, I, I guess I kind of felt bad for her there when she finally recoils right. <laughs> as she should have. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's questionable is all I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. But also in the reality of this movie, like characters like her don't really like, yeah, they're, they're sort of, I guess, tortured by a lot of like violence and stuff, but like it just rolls off of characters like her. You know what I mean? No one's a real characters like, person in this Yeah, movie. characters like Chev Chelios, too. Like, every time he gets hurt, like, I'm not worried about his well-being. Oh, my God. When he goes he through He fucking the, survived a heli- Like, he's falling out of a helicopter. You know what I mean? Like... The, the, it's one of the funnier gags of, of, of the, both of the, the movies is, like, the casualness at which violence happens. Like, when he, he gets into the car accident, he goes right through the, the windshield, then just stands right back up. Like, literally nothing happened. Mm. And his first thought isn't like, oh, my car's, you know, destroyed. I need, no, I need a, you to jump my heart. It's just. Yeah, I guess part of me thinks like there's, there's 50 years worth of horror movies now where uh, women and minorities are slaughtered without much thought at all. And to the point where it becomes tropey of like. The black guy is the one that gets killed first, right? And Mm -hmm, there's a mm -hmm. final girl at the end. And, you know, that's it's just become sort of the law of the land in that genre. Um, And it's, I think, just accepted by the audience because it's a language that they recognize. And this movie kind of just takes those ideas and is like, all right, what if we just we push this to the point where we're going to make you uncomfortable? Um, Not to say that this movie is empowering by any stretch of the imagination, but there is kind of a like. Uh, like a, a I dare you quality to yeah. it. I'm like, oh, really? You didn't you didn't think it was bad then? So why is it bad now? You know? Um, sure, sure. And so you you, you kind of have to respect that that aspect of it. You know, like this is a character that would have been killed in a in a Friday the Thirteenth movie about 20 minutes in 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 uh, 1987, <laughs> and no one would have said shit. You know? Dare you? Are you ever uncomfortable? I don't, I'm not sure if I'm ever uncomfortable. Oh, this movie it. makes me very uncomfortable. Oh. Yeah. I mean, of course. It makes me incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable. I'm not sure. I, yeah. I, yeah. I'm not nearly as uncomfortable as you were. Yeah. Clearly. I, is but. that the intention? I'm not sure that's true. No? No. No. It's too funny. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, I think it's just meant to be like, I, I think you bring up some good points. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Um, but I, but I certainly think it's kind of just a high energy comedy action. It's just. I mean, this movie's just stimulus to me. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what the benefit of that is exactly. And the entire movie is coke and whores. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the attitude of the movie. Coke and constant whores. It's just like, I, ugh, I don't know. Mm. Boats and hoes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, I mean, what a time when we were 14. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, so she, this, this woman... Uh, uh, calls Chev her her Kevin Costner. I'm your Whitney Houston. You're my Kevin Costner, referring to the bodyguard, of course. Uh, yep. And Chev is just having none of this. Um, there's a scene in a strip club where you know Chev's old uh, lady, Amy Smart, has become a stripper. Uh, I think it's so silly to think that like he's been gone for three months, and so she went from like. <laughs> 
being a regular person to becoming a stripper because a right. lot she and he's like what what are you doing here and she's like a lot's happened it's like <laughs> what's happened what has changed your life so dramatically that suddenly you're a stripper um yeah it's uh it's quite something this scene as we t- we talked about the silicon shot already um but they take every opportunity to uh, get the pervious shots imaginable. Uh, there are shots underneath sure. uh, women's uh, pants. Uh, there, there's one particular shot of Amy Smart w- with pasties on her boobs uh, pressed up against a car window. Yep. And that's clearly just an example to show off the uh, the tatas. Uh, man, this movie has no chill. No. Uh, talk about boats well, and hose. <laughs> I think my favorite part about this scene is as opposed to like other shootouts at a strip club, which is itself a common trope. Yes. Um, I love the fact that all of the strippers start picking up guns oh, know, and firing back. That was like such a, a, a clever little move because right. it's always like everybody running for cover except for the people shooting. Right. All the strippers in this are grabbing guns. They're fucking. It's like they've. It's like they've been shooting Uzis their whole life. That was the best. <laughs> everybody so in this world, though, like is ready for violence at any moment. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, there yes. are no <laughs> cowards in this universe. Right? <laughs> Everyone is ready oh for gosh. war. I just also love the idea that like, when they show the strip club, it's like, of course, we're at a strip club. <laughs> and then we get to the, you know, the porn star protest. And it's like, of course, it's a porn star protest. Right. Uh, you know, and then there's like uh, and the cameos in this movie. Oh, yes. so many. Yeah, we have not even really mentioned that. But was Chester Bennington in the first movie as well? I want to say he was. I don't remember. I don't think he was. I think he was. Right. I want to say he was in like one of the hospital scenes in the first movie. So Chester Bennington, the uh, lead singer of Linkin Park, mm-hmm. is the guy that Jason Statham rubs his body up against at the racetrack. Yes. Uh, Maynard, oh, it turns out he was. Okay, there we go. Uh, Maynard James Keenan, who's the lead singer of Tool, um, is one of the guys with the electric shock collar. At the park, um, Danny Lerner, I guess from Nine Inch Nails, is uh, the other shot collar owner. Um, and then you have yeah this scene where uh, you know Chev runs into a a a porn star strike is populated with a number of actual adult actors, uh, including disgraced uh, uh, star Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I think Jenna Hayes was in there. There were a number of uh, of very famous names. <laughs> Just the whole concept that like only in L.A. would a bunch of porn stars be striking in the middle of the road <laughs> like that. Like <laughs> where else? Yeah, it's just so funny, right? Uh, yeah, there, there's also like there's another scene at I think it's like a is it a it's a gay club? It's like a gay sex club almost. Oh, yeah. Where, like, you know, guys just dressed in leather. and Like, it's just every location. It's like, of course we're going here, you know? No, it's all trash. The whole thing is supposed to be, like, as, as trashy as you can possibly get or as offensive as you can possibly get. Yeah. Okay, so we also have a few callbacks to the first movie, which I think are very delightful. Um, So, like, at the end of the first movie, as Chev is falling out of the helicopter, he calls his girlfriend and he leaves her this lengthy voicemail message and he's falling for like 16 minutes and he just tells her like, you know, hey, I love you and whatever. I'm dying. And then um, 
in this movie when he runs into her, he's like, I called you. You didn't get my message. And she's like, what message? And then they cut to her apartment with the voicemail message. And you just hear fucking wind through a phone because he's (laughs) calling. (laughs) You can't understand anything he's saying. But see, that's one of those funny moments where the movie actually like sort of breaks its own reality in a hilarious way. Because I kept thinking like in this world, like when I saw the first movie, I was like, yeah, there's no way she'd be able to hear him talking. He's with how far he's falling with all the wind. Like you can't hear a fucking thing in reality if you were to try to do that. But, you know, when they go to play the voicemail, you'll hear everything. And then it turns out, nope, (laughs) you can't hear anything. I thought that was very funny. So good, dude. That's great. Uh, we also have a return of uh, Dennis from It's Always Sunny, who is in the first movie. Oh, my God. The scene. Jo- and <laughs> so in the first movie, uh, Chev uh, basically holds him hostage to get like drugs to like keep him going, you know, at, and, at a hospital. Uh, he's, he's like a nurse at a hospital. hospital he, yeah. Yeah. In this movie, we cut to a scene like almost randomly of <laughs> him at a therapist. And he's like basically afraid to live life because he was so traumatized from that day and his therapist is some weird horny nympho lady who's <laughs> Nico's therapist just being like, to be specific <laughs> what is it <laughs> what'd you say Adam he said Nico's therapist oh <laughs> is this what your sessions are like Nico <laughs> it's not far off <laughs> this is just one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in a movie, bar none. Oh my god, I was it's dying. So ridiculous. God, it was so funny. The, it's it's like she's she's it's like they wrote lines as if she was an actual therapist, and they're like, "You just got to be brave and go live your life, right?" And then they were like, "You know what? Can you read them like you're really fucking horny?" <laughs> it's like the lines weren't written for this, but can you just act like you're just? Excuse me, the line horny? "get a smelly snatch rubbed in your face" was not meant to be horny. <laughs> okay, you're right. Sure, maybe that one. <laughs> but like, there were moments that it felt like it was like just a. I don't know, man. They. This is so fucking funny. <laughs> So she, they're like, they're they're having this session, which is, uh, you know, gone to inappropriate levels, and uh, you know, the guy becomes inspired. He does. He's, he's not. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go live. I'm gonna right, go and do he things. stands up and he's like, "Thanks, Doc." Meanwhile, <laughs> Chev's in a gun battle with uh, a shootout. Gun battle is in a shootout with someone outside, and uh, the guy uh, shoots a, a stray bullet, and it ricochets off a bunch of objects outside. And then sails through the window and shoots him right in the head. And then without missing a beat, the the speed at which this woman vomits on the camera. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love that cut. It's just like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just so the, the per- it's immediate. The perfect, just like perfect like type of like like comedic note to end on that fits the movie's comedy so well, where it's like it's so funny and it's so gross and disgusting and tasteless I, oh my god i was just it's 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 actually really clever too though in the sense that like you normally wouldn't have like us the viewer would not have time to process the fact that this guy has died <laughs> in the amount of time that it took for her to immediately vomit mm-hmm. right except the way the scene is shot we're following the bullet for so fucking long that we know what's coming before it yeah. happens <laughs> yeah. and that's the only reason like that timing works so well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotta be honest, not a fan of vomiting in movies. I think this is a, this has been discussed on the podcast before. You don't like vomiting ever. Uh, I'm I'm sure we talked about it um, with uh, with Monty Python. 
Oh my god, meaning of life. When we did meaning of life, yeah. yeah that's deliberately like supposed to. That's another one of those scenes that's trying to get a rise out of you, right? Uh, not a fan of vomiting movies. Don't like it. Don't care for it. It's kind of vulgar. I'm surprised. Like they that should be part of the MPAA rating system. Yeah, I don't think it is. It, it's not, but that should actually be on there. I don't like seeing vomit in any form. I don't like seeing it on TV. I don't like seeing it on my sitcoms. I don't like seeing it on my kids' shows. I don't care for vomit at all. I am more disgusted by vomit in movies than I am any kind of violence. Frankly. No question. Yeah. No question. There's something so intimate about it. Like, I should not be seeing this. Well, it's also... And it's Int- also very gross. Too, I was going to say, but. intimate. Who cares about the intimacy? It's just fucking disgusting. It's just I mean, I don't so like seeing vomit in person either. Like, oh my. If, like a friend is drunk and you have to like, you yeah, know, help him to the, the side of the road or whatever. Like, ah, it's makes the worst. you throw up. I have thrown up just by seeing someone else throw up. That's how disgusting. Oh, wow. it's yeah. <laughs> Which in and of itself is kind of a funny scene. The guy <laughs> pukes and then the guy next to him just starts. It's just a chain of vomit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's the grossest thing. Yes, I do. too. I think it is the grossest thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't bother me too much. Oh, oh, I hate it so much. Mm. But I get it. Yeah. Uh, did you see that uh, movie Triangle of Sadness yet? Not yet. Did yeah. you? Uh, no, but apparently I'm avoiding it because of the the vomit. I mean, the poster has a woman vomiting. Is it like about like bulimia or is it? I don't really know the premise. A lot of people are saying it's sort of a repeat of the screenwriting scene in uh, Don't Look Up. So that, you know. That makes me excited to watch it. Yeah, it it won the Palme d'Or. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people are upset about that. I don't know. It's that guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Oster something or another. I don't know. He made, What's who, that? Who did what's that? The did the. Uh, <laughs> I want to say it starts with an wow. F. The. This is great podcast. He did the movie. Yeah, he did the movie where the guy like plays an ape. Uh, well, he, at a dinner party, he, he gets Ruben Ostland, <clears throat> uh, the Square, that's square, what it is, yeah, and yeah. he did Force Majeure and a bunch of other things. Yeah, a lot of people say this movie's really fucking stupid. Yeah, uh, Woody Harrelson is in it. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious. This, the trailer for it looks great, but. Uh, even in that trailer, I remember thinking like, oh, that's pretty on the nose. Okay, but maybe it'll be funny. I don't know. Is it supposed to be funny or is it just... Here's the poster. <laughs> Worst oh. movie poster of all time. <laughs> At least it's different. <laughs> so many movie posters are just samey, samey. I got to tell you, though, one of the funniest things I've ever seen is uh, is like a puking skit. And it's 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 done by a red letter media of all people. And it like I have rewatched it just because it's so funny. And it involves the the hosts of red letter media just vomiting, vomiting, profi- like endlessly vomiting profusely. And it's just, again, so like over the top. The style is so over the top. The, the way they perform their vomit is just so they're vomiting. It's just so hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It like it, it can be funny, but I also agree with you. Gen- like, it, yeah, generally speaking, it's the most horrible thing ever. I didn't feel that way here though, because you don't see it in graphic detail, even though it's coming right for the camera. It's so quick; you don't even yeah. have time to like think about it. Yeah. But, um, 
Okay, so it is during this shootout that kills Dennis, though. That um, <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> yeah, we're just calling him Dennis. <laughs> yeah, it's just Dennis from It's Always Sunny. Um, it is this shootout that leads to the Godzilla-style fight, where we literally have like a person wearing a giant um, Jason Statham like paper mache head. <laughs> yep. Um, and they're just fighting inside of this like little electric yard. It, it's literally just such a wonderful little. Honestly, it was it's a better way to do a big fight scene than to just do the big fight scene in a movie like this where everything has been so over the top the entire time. It's mm-hmm. like we almost need a break from violence. <laughs> That's true, yeah. At, at this point. So, it's kind of funny to see like a pinnacle fight scene that the movie has thus at the at this point been leading up to actually be a break from violence instead of being the pinnacle of it. Well, also somehow also being possibly the most absurd thing in the movie strangely in terms of oh, like how it breaks reality well part of why it's so absurd is because it actually feels like suddenly it suddenly feels like you're watching a movie made by people who like movies <laughs> as opposed to as opposed to like a drug-addled music video nightmare <laughs> right <laughs> yes yeah for sure this reminds me though like are we ever gonna do like the ghost rider spirit of vengeance because they directed that it's so funny when they sh- when Chev gets caught on fire at the end and he becomes like this you know uh, human torch like yeah, superhero yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know kills all the bad guys I'm like oh is this how they got Ghost Rider two maybe you know is it, was this their proof of concept you know they they <laughs> set Jason Statham on fire it's like oh okay look how convincing maybe they're that pitching is. to get Statham in the movie oh, yeah maybe uh, what if Crank was just the fucking origin story for Ghost Rider oh, <laughs> what if yeah. Ghost Rider fought Crank <laughs> oh my god, oh, god. <laughs> you're right though Crank should show up in like the MCU though why not yeah what if Crank fought Deadpool <laughs> oh my god I mean it would just be violence everywhere yeah it'd be great that's a good movie I'd watch the shit out of that movie I would too yeah <laughs> Yeah, let, we had to be. I I think you're right, Nick. I think the IP well has not been tapped nearly enough with mm. the Crank series. <laughs> um, and I think we need to just start putting Crank in other things. <laughs> just love uh, yeah. Nico, Nico, Nico's contradictions throughout the show. I think we need more Crank IP. <laughs> I don't ever want to see another movie like this ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I've turned the corner. Um, no, so, I just want Crank himself elsewhere. Or Chev. His name is not Crank. Why is this movie called Crank? I don't know. It's just, it's the vibe. The vibe is Crank. Yeah, you're cranking it up to 11. That's true, yeah. I mean, his name really should be Crank. I guess Maybe because he's cranky. He's cranky? Yeah. As a boy, he was very cranky. We all know that. Uh, we, uh, dude, we'll get to another that. Another hyper-stylized Another scene. wonderful We'll scene. get to that. I love that scene. I, I mean, my, um, my, the biggest the, laugh, we're, by we're, the we're, way... Oh, sorry. Well, we're, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, one of the biggest laugh for me was um, uh, seeing the the guy at the beginning, the news reporter from Star Trek and Breaking Bad. Oh, right. And I was yeah, just the dad there, yeah, from our Jane's dad from Breaking Bad. It's just like when they when the ending line of that, I almost don't want to say it just because like it really caught me off guard. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know why it caught me off guard because like, but you know, the by all accounts, I know the movie is gonna do something like that. But God, the screenwriting in that scene is so fucking stupid but funny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Loved it. <laughs> um, a- after our Godzilla fight, oh. I, this is one, another just brilliant decision. So, Chev catches the guy who has been running around with a cooler this entire uh, movie. And he's basically like, open the cooler for me. 
and the guy opens it and it's not his heart but we never see what it is he just opens up the cooler he looks in there and statham's acting and this is so great or his delivery i should say it's just like what is that you're sick i can't believe somebody would carry something like this around what a sick person and he just shuts it and like throws it and we just never learn what was in there <laughs> I just I want to be on the set of this movie so bad and see what the directors are communicating to the actors. Right. <laughs> oh my yeah, god. Imagine you're looking at blank. Yeah. Just just like the, the shooting of the Godzilla scene just to uh, like to be an onlooker on that se- on that set. Oh my god, that'd be so funny. Yeah, uh, it's it's that, that old pulp fiction trick though. Yes. Like uh yeah, you don't know what's in the box and the mystery is kind of the point. <laughs> but it's definitely just empty. Right. <laughs> Can I say something about Statham just as a sidebar here? I think he's really good in this movie. So do I. So I, I was reading about this uh, in my research, but um, uh, what do they call themselves? Uh, Neville Dean and uh, Taylor. And Taylor. Mark Neville Dean and Brian Taylor. Uh, when they wrote the original movie, they did not write it within uh, with a British actor in mind. They had it in mind for just like a generic American action star. Um, they bring on uh, Statham and the character becomes a sort of British hitman uh, in the vein of like, you know, his characters in the Guy Ritchie movies in the early Guy Ritchie movies. Um, but, uh, you know, they did not write that script with a British vernacular in line in mind. Um, in this movie, they did. They sort of, they shaped the dialogue and, you know, the specific slurs that he used um, to match Statham as a person. And they have a lot of fun with that. And I, I do think like, these two directors and Statham hit the perfect um, note. And it, it felt like, you know, they knew exactly what his strengths were. Like, for example, that scene when they when he goes to the dog park and he and he grabs the dog collar and he's like, what's the what the fuck's the matter with you people? You know, it's an animal cruelty. And then he just puts it on and he casually says, now turn it on you fucking cunts and that (laughs) destroyed me like he says it in such a casual way I mean that's the thing about Statham that he and you have to use it right and I'm not sure like all the modern action movies use this skill set right but he has a way of making every dramatic line reading feel so casual yeah but there's also like that movie star charisma as well you know, so like he's perfect for a character that just sort of bumbles around life and there's wreckage left in his path. Mm. No, um, you know who Adam would get this reference for sure. Statham would be perfectly cast if they made a movie of the video games Hitman. Oh, that was yeah. like also a comedy action just like this. I was I was going to say, I mean, you have to make it a little more comedic, I think, for Statham. Well, but those games be- are silly as fuck. You literally like. Well, depending you know, on what, how you play them. <laughs> particularly but like okay like game, there's yeah. like scene okay you're you're a hitman and you have to just not get caught but like there are times where like you'll put on a chef outfit and you'll kill a guy with a carrot like those games are silly you could put on a chicken outfit and kill yeah they're a in, person they're, yeah they're inherently very silly and if the kills were, are very grotesque and over the top and like and he would be perfect for that that's like i mean that's almost what this movie is <laughs> yeah if they leaned into it uh, enough which yeah you're, you're right they probably should then it would it would <laughs> i could see him doing that he looks just like that character he does yeah, yeah. i find if they, if they if they tried to make a hitman the video game oh, movie that they, was serious it would not go well well I they've done think. it twice well i and guess they, they 
<sighs> there's two, I can't believe there's two fucking Hitman movies. One with Timothy Oliphant. I forgot there are Hitman movies. Yeah, there are two currently. That just tells you how bad they are. We, by the <laughs> way, are sorely lacking coverage of video game movies on this channel. No, we're not. Yes, we are. We're d- no, we're not. Yeah, we are. I mean, what do you want to talk about? I mean, we already did the Super Mario. Why Brothers don't you movie. want to talk about them? I mean, well, what what's I I don't know. G- give me a good why. Should we do video game month? We could. I mean, it would have to be on this podcast because there are no good video game movies. We haven't done Uva Ball movie, uh, and there. Are, yeah, well, the Tomb Raider's good, but we could talk the the original Tomb Raider with fucking. <laughs> um, um, I don't. I don't Angelina know how much Jolie. I have to say about Uncharted. <laughs> I'm not interested in doing Uncharted, <laughs> but know? I. I am interested in maybe doing one of the Resident Evil movies. You could do Resident Evil. How about the Mortal Kombat movies? Oh, God. Well, that's another one to consider one of the best video game movies is the first one. Really? Yeah. And that's WS, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I hated the one from 2021. Yeah, I didn't didn't see that. Yeah, I heard that one was not good either. How about the Warcraft movie? That's done by Duncan Jones. Sure is. That's a weird one. I never saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind. I think Sonic. I s- yeah, I saw it. It was okay. I mean, it was just not very good, but it was fine. I didn't mind Sonic the Hedgehog. It was fine. <laughs> you are the world's like preeminent Sonic fan. Oh my god, you love that's those not movies. E- that's not even that bad. Like, like no, the the, the most surprising <laughs> one I think for me is the like I I genuinely think the Tomb Raider movie is a good movie. You are a major defender of those Sonic movies, though. I'm not not. Yes, you are. Don't lie. I've only seen the first one. I didn't. And see you the love s- it. I don't love that it. That has come up on the show many times. More as a joke. It's funny. you love the Sonic movies. I don't love the. Sonic didn't you n- nominate? Jim Carrey uh, that year when we did the anti-Oscars as anybody should wasn't he on your best supporting actor ballot he's very good in that you would think he's very good in that Nico you would you got to give him some credit for acting alongside a completely 3d rendered (laughs) hedgehog and James Marsden doing God only knows what is it Idris Elba in the second one yeah he plays Knuckles yeah he voices Knuckles he doesn't He's not dressed up like a no, no. He's kidna. dressed up. No, Nico. He's dressed up as he's Knuckles. wearing a kid outfit. <laughs> they paint him naked. <laughs> he gets naked and they paint him red. Put some spikes on him. Man, I just can't get on board for those things. I, I have not seen them. I mean, it just it bums me out. Nico, I didn't see the second one, so that should tell you how much I care. You about love it. the first one, though. I don't. You love rave. It. I don't rave. It would would you say that Sonic is one of your Two or three favorite video game movies? Mm. That's an unfair question. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's maybe by default. Right. Tomb Raider's the so best. Few. Tomb Raider's the best video game movie I've, I've, I've the ever. Alicia Vikander yes. Tomb Raider. Yeah. That's the only one I've seen that I was like, you know something? I think that's actually a good movie. Uh I'm not sure. Sonic the Hedgehog's like fine for like like kids. I was just surprised by how not trash it was. It's not trash. It's not that bad. And I guess if that if I'm saying it's not trash, that means I love it, right? So yeah, I guess I love it <laughs> because it's an okay movie. <laughs> Need for Speed was that one good? The Aaron Paul. Oh, one? I never saw that thing. Neither did I. Um, oh yeah, there was a that. Oh uh, yeah, the Hitman movie with the with Rupert Friend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, that yeah. was from 2015. Yeah, that, I didn't know that was based on a video game. You didn't? No, oh, dude. Yeah, it just looked like yeah. a kind of generic straight to red box. Well, the vi- the video games are also kind of a generic just assassination game. 
in a way, but they're they're like they've kind of gained like a cult following and become like the preeminent assassination game nowadays because they're just so fun and silly. Are I forgot we... they made a Ratchet and Clank movie in 2016. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I never saw. Not it. the worst movie, but definitely felt like it was for kids, kind of. Yeah, um, more than the video games are. Frankly. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I, the video games are kind of accessible to anybody. So I was that I don't know. They have one. like a lot of like hidden adult jokes. Oh yeah, in Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then I played the video game. They made a video game of Ratchet and Clank the movie. Oh yeah, I know, I know. Afterwards, mm-hmm. which was I think essentially a remake of one of the old games where they interspliced cutscenes from the movie into is, the game. Right, it's a remake of the original game. Yeah, it's a remake of the original Ratchet and Clank, which the movie was based on, but they replaced all of the cutscenes with the scenes from the movie. Got it. And I really thought that was horrible. Oh. Compared to, like, it, <laughs> I, I actually think it made the game worse. Interesting. I feel I genuinely like do. the best video game movies are the ones not based on pre-existing IP. Mm. You know, uh, Wreck-It Ralph. That's not a video game movie. That's not that's not at all what we're talking about. I know, but that's, that's what I mean. Like, I don't I don't think video games are on the so whole. You're saying movies movies that sort of have video game aesthetic or that are, charm that are well, about about video fictional games. video yeah. games. Yeah, like Tron like, or something. Yeah. Right, or Ready Player One or something like that. Yeah. Like, I feel like on the whole, those aren't horrible. I just feel like for some reason the translation from game, like even like Hardcore Henry, is in the spirit of a video game. They're um, such different mediums. They're and totally different, yeah. I, they're so fucking different that I don't think people people think that it's like, oh, well, you know, if people like this game, they'll love this movie. And it's like, well, no, not I, at all, dude, because like some of the best games have the worst stories. I I and, never, I never, never, never understood why they thought it was going to be a good idea to do a Doom game. Because Doom is so fundamentally a video game. A Doom movie. Yeah. yeah. And the movie's terrible. The movie's yeah. really bad. And I just, Same with I, the Resident Evils. Like, yeah. they're, they're fun to play. Their stories are not good. Yeah, they don't make sense. Don't understand, though. Don't, and, and again, I'm, I'm an outsider to this culture, so I don't really get it. But don't people just like watch video game playthroughs on YouTube? Haven't you talked about that in the past, Nick, where you'll just yeah, watch video games for a the lot. story? Yeah, a lot of people do. So why wouldn't that translate to movies? I don't necessarily just watch it for the story. But there though. are stories, there are video games that have stories like that, though. There are video yeah, so games. I, okay, so, so I was The Last say, of Us is the best example. The, yeah, yes, and they're doing a Last of Us television show. There, right. They are. There are. And people are really excited about that. I probably, think that will actually be good. This is what I'm talking about. There are certain games where the story is translatable not all of them because again so so many of them are so like specifically interactive it's just so hard to 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 like the story is built around the interactivity sometimes um and you can't really do that with you know it's based on the choices in other words yeah so yeah sure 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 um but then there are other games that are a little like more story than game and uh you could make the argument that's the case for uncharted and you can make the case that obviously that's the case for um last of us to a degree yeah um the last of us as a matter of fact in a vacuum its gameplay is incredibly frustrating and people typically don't like that style of gameplay Mm -hmm. the story is the thing that made that game like one of the standout games of the year Oh, I, I'm going to be honest. It was I'm, such a good story. Probably the best video game story I've ever played or the, 
those scene those you're right no 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 you're right the the story in something like last of us is better than most movies i've seen this year yeah bioshock story is better than most also a tv show coming out soon i think oh they're actually doing it oh my god bioshock so fucking good uh that's just like that to me that's just an aesthetic I don't really know what the story is. Oh, be. no, the story is fucking fascinating. I love yeah, that story. But it hasn't worked yet, though. Yeah, like, I know. I'm still not getting like it still hasn't worked. So what's the problem? Like, I understand why Super Mario Brothers wouldn't work. I mean, yeah. I get that. <laughs> right, right. Um, because there's not many stories that are as translatable. Yeah. Well, That's- because the goal here's really what it comes down to. The goal of making a video game is not to make a good story. You can have it. You can have that's a like good secondary. Story. That's yes, background. Yeah. The goal is fun gameplay, compelling gameplay. Yes. Yeah. But like, isn't that like what the Avengers is too? like, I mean, it, it, isn't that like what Marvel is trying to do? Like just create sort of nonsense spectacle that immerses an audience in action. I mean, isn't that kind of like, there's I, I don't know. Contro- like, it, there's it, something it, about being behind the controller. It's not. Yeah, it's a different experience. Making your own choices. Yeah. Like, I understand <clears throat> why, like. You know, Risk or Battleship or Monopoly wouldn't translate to the big screen. But like, yeah, for me, it uh, should not be me. that hard a transition. Battleship but. is not bad. The, the movie? movie? <clears throat> yeah. Nick, that movie's horrible. I like that movie. The Rihanna Battleship? Yeah. With Liam Neeson? Yeah. Nicholas! I like that movie. Nicholas! I do. What? I do. <laughs> the movie's awful. I like it. You ever seen that shit, Adam? No, I never saw it. Oh, I like that movie. Yeah, dude. I feel like that was there was like a whole there was a, a boom of like uh, of board, board game, game movies. movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for were. a brief period. I mean, they're still trying it with Jumanji and shit, but mm. man, where's the guess who? Where we're just know. looking at we're just looking at people's facial features <laughs> and trying to figure out. I like Clue. <laughs> Clue's good. Clue's the best board game movie <laughs> by far. Oh, man. Right, gotta be by far. Yeah, dude, I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure Marvel and Avengers are doing the same thing, though. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's I don't think it is. I don't know. Personally, but I don't know. But those things will fall apart if the stories aren't really there. I don't know. I don't know. They, they're almost like working in tandem with one another. That's not even really the point of a game. a lot of the time hmm. a game, a game story is all like the best games to me. Anyway, the gameplay is always paramount. Always, yeah. always, always. Where it's like you're, you're allowed to have a good story. There's nothing wrong with that. But funny enough, it's the second a story replaces gameplay, the game starts to suck. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. And back to uh, games that I watch on YouTube typically, at least personally, are games that I would never play like horror games. I can't play horror games. Because oh, you get scared. <laughs> yeah. And I just don't like have the my reaction to the things that pop out is not one that would survive every time i get scared i wouldn't know what to do and then i would die <laughs> oh i see you know what i mean like right. watching people who actually know how to play horror games like the resident evil games in particular where you're supposed to literally just walk in circles and get the enemy to follow you so you can escape or like use your knife to not to conserve bullets like that style of gameplay is so foreign to me oh my god i love that shit <laughs> yeah I love, <laughs> I love i love that shit i love I, watching it but i can't play it that's why I, lo- I I'll never get over it. Like 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 showing a- Alien Isolation to people 
which is somewhat of a polarizing game. But the second I tell people you can't kill the alien, they freak out <laughs> because they're just like, wait, what do you mean I can't kill it? I'm like, nope. Part of the game is that you're not you're not allowed to kill the alien. You just have to survive and avoid yeah, your goal is to your, your goal is to survive, not <laughs> it, to win. It, it is and it's like, what? <laughs> it is so scary. <laughs> um, yeah. Back to Crank. Uh, Corey Haim is in this movie He died a year later He plays uh, Amy Smart's boss At the strip club uh, Oh that guy yeah Corey Haim uh, From 12 years ago Uh, This is I believe also David Carradine's final movie Is it? Yes Wow Uh, I thought When that character showed up That was James Hong I'm like oh James Hong's in this And then Mm. I squinted for a second I'm like Oh no! Really? They're doing this. Uh, they they put David Carradine in very offensive uh, Chinese uh, makeup and gave him uh, you know the old school the uh, teeth. Yeah, yeah. Like right. oh Mickey yeah, Rooney teeth. That, yeah, it was yeah. super wildly offensive. <laughs> Quite offensive. The yellow face there. And David Carradine is now uh, best remembered by that um, <laughs> as a character named Poon Dong. <laughs> He's always been playing characters on on the edge of Yellowface, though. Yeah, well, he yeah he kind of he cut his teeth doing kung fu movies yeah, as a white guy. Yeah, yeah, that was always Kane and Kung Fu, right? There you go. Um, yeah, so he's in that. Uh, Clifton Collins Jr. is uh, you know playing like a an hombre at the end of this again, uh, doing an offensive uh, take on uh, a minority. Um, it's just the movie is filled with stuff like that. Uh, we mentioned uh, Dwight Yoakam, of course, back. I wanted to see if I wanted to shout out any other cast members here. Um, and and we yeah we already talked about all the cameos. Um, so I I will say though Statham kind of kind of impressed me here. Yeah, he's good in these with his acting. Very good in these movies. Um, do you want to talk about the robotic head? Yeah, we should probably do that. So uh, this whole movie essentially like you're following Chev electrocuting himself and they really like you could tell there was like a day and a half where they sat in front of a whiteboard and they're just like, what is everything we can name with electricity in it? And they, you know, brainstormed <laughs> shock collar, defibrillator, uh, electric high voltage fuse box. Uh, you know, transformer at the top of an electrical post. Sex. Se- friction. <laughs> yeah, they wrote all this stuff down. And you just, you see, just Statham go through the motions of, of all that. Um, and uh, yeah, at the end of the movie, uh, you know, they he's he's kidnapped by the bad guys. And the bad guys, like, drag him on the back of a speedboat. And th- this was also a really fun scene because they, they include subtitles because obviously you wouldn't be able to hear. Uh, what the characters are saying um and they they bring him to this island and there's clifton collins jr uh with the his brother's head in a in a fish tank (laughs) and i guess this was a guy from the first movie that he killed and he's like i i needed to stay alive just to see chev chelios die and so it's just a it's a head in a tank, hooked up to a bunch of tubes and to Chev's old heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's fun. It's that kind of movie. It's that kind of movie. Eventually, <laughs> Chev ends up uh, taking the, the head out of the tank and punting it across the, the backyard and into the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> fucking fun. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, we have the character, I, uh, 
Venus was the character's name, Elfin Ramirez, or Efren Ramirez. Um, I love that he comes in at the end and he pulls Princess Bride. You killed my brother, motherfucker. Prepare to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are some movie references in here. It's, it's you good. Know? Yeah. And I think my biggest takeaway from these movies in a way is uh, similar to how we talk about horror sometimes where I can see why young up and coming filmmakers like would enjoy getting their hands dirty with a horror film. Yeah. There's such an appeal to that making that kind of movie because you can learn so much more. Mm hmm. Making this kind of movie is the same way. Mm. I totally see the appeal from the filmmaker's point of view of making a movie like this, where it's just so irreverent. There's, you're you're not you're not holding back for anything. I mean, there's just so much movie here, but it's like as as trashy as it is. I mean, it is just raw creativity at the end of the day, you know. And criticize it all you want, but there is something admirable about that and the fact that they can like wrangle all these elements together into something cohesive and still have like a lot of just fun details like you said at the beginning just with the shovel like like a lazier filmmaker wouldn't even think to do that like you said a lazier filmmaker would just say throw him in the truck but it's like no get a shovel scoop him off the pavement or like when he's raiding the house and there's like 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 only a like a second of of, of footage but then a head a severed head just flies out and then, and then it just cuts. I'm like, what's going on here? It's yeah. little stuff like that where it's like, do we They're have a severed... not lazy. <laughs> no, 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 no. God, no. <laughs> Hell no. No, it is. It is impressive in its own way. I do have like, again, it's a irreverent as offensive as this movie is. It's it's kind of hard not to love it. Yeah. Yeah. I respect it. Yeah. I won't say I love it, but I def- I in a weird way, respect it. For, it has for more it. heart. It's ambition. It kind of does have heart. It does. There's, I don't know what However, it is. However, it is not for che- the faint of heart, this movie. Even if no. Chev Chelios does not have heart. Right, even if he doesn't. Uh, yeah, and it's a movie about the guy trying to get back his heart. Did we just uh, find a reference to Wizard of Oz? I think we did. <laughs> we did. Oh, wow. Happy November of Oz, everybody. Wow. That's crank wow, we really <laughs> <laughs> High voltage. And this has been Cranksgiving. Cranksgiving 2. Mm. Maybe th- Cranks Crank the th- th- Crank 3 will be available by next year and we can do three thing er, What are you trying to say? Ah, it's too fucking early for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> if, <laughs> um, if not, I vote that next year we do Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah. I think that's... Yeah, okay. That's not a bad idea. Okay, yeah. Have you seen the behind the scenes of that movie? Absolutely not. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's All right, I'm excited for it. Though. The shit that these directors do is so funny. <laughs> Cranksgiving, the Cranksgiving tradition continues next year mm. with Ghost Rider Spirit you of Vengeance. I know you, listener. You were sitting there thinking, what can they possibly do? It's over. <laughs> they can't do it again. You're wrong. Hey, We're we back. Could, we, we could also do Gamer with Gerard Butler and Ludacris, oh. also made by. Oh, Nathan I've heard Taylor. much about that movie. I've been curious about that one. Oh man, this—it's just the gift that keeps on giving. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> <This gimmick. laughs> we thought we'd killed all the bits? You know, nope. Yeah. nope. We we could always find a way to resuscitate these bits, like Chev Chelios falling out of a helicopter, <laughs> and right. just keep them going. Uh, all right, we have to do record another podcast now. You'll hear it next week, but we're doing it now. Uh, and that's it. We don't do the bit at the end anymore, right? No, I just whoop it. 
It's just, That's right. Yeah. Goodbye. No, we're ne- never so, heard of any bit at the end. I don't know what you're talking about. No. So we tell you from our family to yours, happy Thanksgiving. Right? I yeah. guess so. Yeah. What are you thankful for, Adam? What am I thankful for? Yeah. Electricity. Hell yeah. <laughs> what are you thankful for? That's now? a good one. Yeah. What am I thankful for? Yeah. Uh, hmm. I'm just going to look at objects in my office here. <laughs> <laughs> I love lamp. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I do love lamp. <laughs> I do love lamp. Uh, I'm thankful for Lydia Tarr. <laughs> oh really is yeah. that what you're all about this week this thanksgiving i'm just thinking about her she's in my thoughts and prayers oh, God. thoughts and prayers to the homegirl lydia tar why do you love lydia tar so going through some cancellation <laughs> uh, just a uh, hell of a cancellation you know yeah oh Cancel you know what i'm actually comes for everybody that's true <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm thankful for jacoby myers just kicking the jets ass today uh give yeah, it a couple hours dream on my friend I'm fucking on. I'm very excited for this game. I I will probably be texting you through it. (laughs) Oh, we'll all be watching. All of us will be watching. (laughs) The collective TMT media is going to be watching this game. This is is the biggest game. (laughs) Yeah. I I think in my entire life as a Jet fan. Yo, fuck what's ever going on with the Steelers. This is. I'm more excited for this game. God, we have to win this game. Jeez, we have to win this game. Okay. Uh, I love you. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, and uh, until next... Oh, we don't do that anymore. Bye! Oh, yeah, bye. <laughs> See ya. Bye-bye.